Welcome to episode 46 of Echo Screen, the cure for silence, which is this going back to basics on our uh, whole yeah. catchphrase thing. It still needs work, I think. Maybe it's my yeah. delivery. but I, I think it works, man. I think like... Um, I think it doesn't work. Wow. Perfect. Wow. How do you Wait, think it should have... be delivered, though, Aaron? Like, should it oh, be... Well, I think that's for Blaze to find out. Like a <laughs> spiritual journey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Well... My name is Blaze. With me this week is Aaron. That's me. And Rob. When you were playing Kingdom Hearts 1 all those years ago, in the deep no, jungle... No, not like this. Did you know? Oh, actually, you know, that that reminds me, Rob. <laughs> I, uh, I did play uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 on PC. Oh, yeah. So you did? How is it on yeah, PC? Yeah, let me qu- quickly type this into uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the list. Anyway, yeah... yeah. Uh, that's a really funny joke that I totally forgot to add that. Um, <laughs> I, wait, what, I, was the, what was the question? What were we doing? <laughs> I yeah, was, this is I, Echo Screen, totally <laughs> a planned out podcast. Ha ha. I was, I, I'm sorry. I've just been on this role of asking deep questions that linger in my soul whenever uh, you well, say my name. You caught Blaze off guard because the Kingdom Hearts guy forgot that he played Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I, I totally And now we know that he's a fake fan, so... Yeah, you know? Yeah. I think I was saying this to Aaron while I was playing Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, the PC version, uh, the other day, that something between when Kingdom Hearts 3 released and, like, after I had experienced it for the first time and let it sit with me for a while, uh, something inside me like changed like before <laughs> like pre kingdom hearts 3 Something i was like broke the biggest kingdom hearts fan like i could defend it i could talk about it i would like really put all of my passion into it and then after kingdom hearts 3 it's not that like the i didn't like the game very like i liked the game quite a bit but it's not it, like afterward i was just like maybe i just don't care all that much <laughs> like maybe it's like really dang chill. Well, if people don't care about this, like, I mean, I'm, I'm just like, and I was like super over Melody of Memory, and that's like yeah. classic King of Hearts weirdness. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I still love the series, but it's I'm just like an adult now, so yeah. it's not like that childhood mm-hmm. wonder. I mean, I I I still like it. Uh, there's a part of me that feels like. Like the kind of the story reaches its like kind of emotional climax for me is in two. Like I feel like the way they ended it, I said to a friend, it was like, I feel like that's the perfect setup and payoff of a game. Like I feel like Kingdom Hearts One leaves you with such a kind of dour, not dour, but like kind of melancholy ending that like to... it's bittersweet. Yeah, yeah, because like you succeeded, but you didn't like get back to uh to Kyrie like like uh like Sora intended basically yeah and two leaves almost leaves you on the note like oh this is going to be another bittersweet ending but then like this beautiful series of events happens and you get a really good payoff to everything and through two uh two teenage boys talking having so much love for each other <laughs> they um Literally, I mean, literally, they have the open yeah. door to light. Yeah. Their friendship is power, if you didn't uh, know that one about the series. I don't know how you guys can think 
Kingdom Hearts 2's ending is better than Kingdom Hearts 1's because uh, in Kingdom Hearts 1, you get to see Mickey shirtless, so... <laughs> <laughs> you get to see Mickey in silhouette shirtless, actually. You know what? I have um, to commend them for, what was it? It was like a uh, fragmentary passage. Uh, yeah, yeah, they made an entire game to justify <laughs> how and why Mickey was shirtless in Kingdom Hearts 1. Well, yeah, they show you, like why he was shirtless but they don't explain why it even happened in the first place like he got hit or whatever by some like so heartless by darkness, yeah yeah and like for some reason every other hit to like anybody else doesn't fucking blow their shirts clean off but this is literal one time it happened I so um in the lore probably the real reasoning behind it is that uh no one else was actually hit but also they had some vague protection from darkness and so then there's this line in kingdom hearts 3 where their new outfits the reason they have these new outfits is because it it grants them protection from darkness Mm. like literally and like apparently that's the the uh, organization cloaks also do so like it's it's made from the same fabric so then don't let me ask the uh appropriate uh question here (laughs) why didn't his pants also get blown off (laughs) oh yeah you know there are some things that are best left uh questions you know like leave a little mystery to the series i think uh, there's some answers that i have to write a letter to touch you nomura Dear Mr. Nomura, tell me why Mickey's pants were not <laughs> He's gonna, like, crack uh, his knuckles and be like, alright, time to make another right, spin-off I, game. I'll, I'll make another game, is that what you want from me? But could you, you imagine if, in the design of Kingdom Hearts 2, they didn't think to give Mickey a shirt, right? Like, he just they, was shirtless for the rest of the game. I think they you imagine him just, what that like, would be a like? vest. Yeah, they did, like, but... Yeah. They gave him an organization cloak, which was, like, really edgy, and then they yeah. gave him, like, a little vest underneath. But imagine when so. he says, like, they're gonna pay for this, and he rips yeah. off his cloak, he's just shirtless again. I, I think that would be make the scene uh, more, <laughs> more impactful, especially when they do the live-action remake and Vin Diesel <laughs> plays Mickey Mouse. They're gonna pay for this. And then, yeah. 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 It's going to be really nice to just see the two ears, just like the round. He's just going to wear one of the Disney uh, World hats on his head the whole time. That's how he'll play the character. But that's like one of his like characteristic traits, right? Like he doesn't wear a shirt. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, like I in all of Disney I, stuff. I mean, Donald, yeah, Donald Duck doesn't, doesn't wear pants. pants. Yeah, yeah. There. he wears a shirt though. I think in the modern, like in modern, at that point, like they literally like said no. To, to Tetsuya Nomura and Square Enix, like they were like, you cannot use Mickey at all. Like you cannot show him. You cannot do anything with him. So when they, at the end, like had that super like small teaser, that was a huge get for them. Like yeah. that silhouette with mm-hmm. Mickey's one line or whatever, that was uh, an incredible feat beyond the whole using Disney property in this Japanese RPG. Um, with Final Fantasy characters, which Disney yeah. sought, sought Square out to do that, so and they had like a whole different pitch in mind. That is kind of crazy but... that they like wouldn't let them use Mickey Mouse proper, but Minnie Mouse is in there, who is literally the same character, uh, yeah. except just wearing a dress. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. Yeah. Didn't they? Wasn't Mickey Mouse supposed to be the 
protagonist in their pitch to him and then he was like no i think it needs to be an original character people can invest no they wanted a uh, so square wanted a mickey mouse game and a disney wanted a donald duck game that's right they were like we're not giving you mickey mouse and tetsuya nomura was like i don't want either of those as the protagonist i want an original character i want guy from bouncer <laughs> Except as a kid, yeah, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, and he was also a lion boy to fit. Like, yeah. he was, oh, yeah. like Sora <laughs> was half lion, so that he'd fit in with the Disney animal people. And they had to talk uh, him down about that, right? Like, they're like, okay, basically, Disney was like, they were like, it's interesting, but the character needs kind of like some work. Which for Disney mm-hmm. executives to even give him that much, mm-hmm. like, is yeah. is huge. Just um, make him a kid. So yeah. eventually, after a also, few iterations, like. He was just a kid with a giant key, and also, was, they were like, "This is awesome." Yeah, and they were like, "Also, get rid of the chainsaw." Yeah, that <laughs> chainsaw, which isn't necessarily what awesome. uh, was like Tetsuya Nomura's intention, I guess. I think that yeah. might have been like a translator error. Yeah, because he what his intentions were was a engine blade, which mm. you could see how that like came into his in other context. Like engine blade chainsaw, like you get, like they both rev if that mm. makes any sense. And, and later that would be changed to the engine blade that Noctis uses in Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. So it's all like just an evolution of things. Yeah. But uh, originally the whole pitch, once they were like, oh, we'll do our own original story with own original characters, mm-hmm. had no Final Fantasy at all in it. And yeah. Nomura was like, man, it'd be really nice if I had a mentor character for Sora like Squall. Wait, <laughs> why don't I have a mentor character that is just Squall for this? But then I'll make his name Leon. Yeah, he's going I don't through know. a phase, I guess. I don't know about that. Do you <laughs> think that was? Do you think that's how they initially tried to get past it, and then he gave up? He's like, I mean, oh, yeah. So what is there? Be- I mean, Cloud is just straight up. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is there to get past, I guess? I know. Yeah, like, because and Yuffie property. is Yuffie and Aerith yeah. is Aerith. Like. Yuffie comes in, like, the very next scene. And, like, I, I can imagine, like, in the so there's this character. He has a gun blade, and his name is Leon. And then Yuffie comes. Damn it! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's strange. But... Um, yeah, I, I, I played Kingdom Hearts 3 on PC. It was fun. It runs really well. Um, mm-hmm. It's either uh, A, my setup, or B, that the game is Unreal Engine, and it just, it's, it's un- both Unreal It's both at the 4. same time. It just works. Like, yeah. you know, like, I was playing in 4K for a bit, and it, mm-hmm. it, it and on max settings, like, otherwise, and um, I only have, like, a 1070 with an i5 processor, but it was, like, fine like it was a little bit like stuttery but overall i it was mm-hmm. completely playable uh with 60 i feel like you probably weren't like you were in olympus uh, which i feel like yeah. is maybe the second most like visually intensive world other than pirates of the caribbean because it's just so big that, yeah yeah for real so yeah i i turned it down to like 19 um what 1920 by whatever because i just like it had literally yeah it had no stutter at that point and i was still playing on max Mm -hmm. settings otherwise and it was just like fine um yeah yeah it the game looked so negligibly better to me that i just didn't need to play it in 4k basically Mm. (laughs) 
So yeah, the game already looks gorgeous, so it didn't yeah. really matter. Uh, I feel like, especially if you're just on a PC monitor, right? Yeah, 4K is pretty unnecessary unless you get like a big TV. Yeah, yeah, which I can't play it in 4K on my actual 4K yeah. uh, TV because I don't have a PS4 Pro or a PS4 uh, mm-hmm. Five, but. Someday. Could run a uh-huh. really, really long cable. Oh no! <laughs> or you could just put your 4K TV on your really small desk. Okay. Yeah, and then put my monitors around it, and then have <laughs> four monitors. I have that a be- sucks. I have a better solution. Are movie theaters still allowing gamers to project their systems onto screens? I don't think movie theaters are allowing gamers. <laughs> 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 uh yeah you know aaron's right about that one no gamers no movies no gamers uh they probably are you can probably still rent out like a thing but this the problem Mm -hmm. is still i don't have a machine like i could bring my pc but that sounds awful um yeah my ps4 cannot do 4k because it's just like base model it's a slim but it's the base model so yeah i like the game i was surprised i just like jumped on the pc port um just like on an impulse i was just thinking about it like i'll get a 20 percent off it's okay i'm not gonna go for the other ones in the series because i just wanted to play through three like again and uh it feels really nice on a on a um xbox one controller because that's what i was using mm-hmm. apparently there's mouse and keyboard options i don't think yeah i don't i wouldn't i don't think that. that game should be played that mm-hmm. way like even if they're like they took the time to test it and do all the like no just don't do that um just don't. I mean, it's always fun to have the option. Maybe if that like encourages somebody to play it. Yeah, and it they could enjoy be, the game. It could be accessible to more people than um, a controller mm-hmm. could have. And I mean, Microsoft has like that adaptive controller as well. That yeah. Has, uh, more um, options. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that's true. I uh, I've never been able to use a mouse and keyboard for gaming in general for anything, even if it was designed with that <laughs> as the primary way. So. Mm-hmm. I usually steer clear of games that don't let me play with a controller. So I guess more options are always better than less options. So that's cool. Uh, yeah. I skipped all the cutscenes because, you know, <laughs> uh, Olympus is like one of the most taxing, I think, for like mm-hmm. for a it, something to onboard any human being who has either a a lot of experience or b little to zero no experience so everyone who would play kingdom hearts three especially having olympus coliseum or just it was just olympus i guess but having like the way that it sets up that game like the start the prologue i guess to bridge Mm -hmm. it into three as the start even if you like watch all the videos that talk like that give you story summaries or whatever it's just like really jarring even if you have experience of mm. exposition and like just trying to like onboard you it doesn't really make all that much sense and all like some of the characters just like add a character like hercules is just like oh hey guys yeah i'm just single-handedly doing all this stuff <laughs> even though in the previous game i got my godhood and like talk to the gods but now i'm doing it again in this game mm-hmm. which is weird uh also phil does not talk at all and like yeah phil yeah. is supposed to talk 
<laughs> I mean, and I know that they did that because it's literally the mouth. The uh, the, the voice actor in Japan for Phil passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they cut the lines, including the English. Lines. But they but they leave it like kind of like where you expect him to respond. They're just like, "What do you think, Phil?" And then he like yeah. pauses and gives you like a thumbs up instead. Yeah, it's like so weird that he just like is there and like Meg talks and like that's fine, but it, it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's awkward and weird. So I'm just gonna like go to another world and every other world. <laughs> like I didn't play past Olympus. Like I beat Olympus, and went to Twilight Town, saved, yeah. and turned it off, and I haven't played it again. But yeah, it's yeah. it's still fun. Like the and all the improvements from like the patches and the DLC are really nice as well it makes the game feel much nicer than when it originally came out when i like played through it so i'm gonna take my time have fun with it i probably won't be as like i don't know like brutal about skipping all the cutscenes. and uh the one the one that i can imagine i will when I replay it, is going to be skipping over a, a couple of the cutscenes. Is the frozen level? Ah, yes. Uh, when you spoilers for Kingdom Hearts three, when they have the entirety of the Let It Go sequence, but it's just Sora, Goofy, and uh, Donald are just chilling <laughs> in the scene. For yeah, no they reason. just like watch it happen like it's a concert. Like they yeah. are the movie viewer, and they're just watching yeah. Frozen essentially. And they recreate it so well, and then they add these scenes of Donald and Goofy that I want to cut a version of uh, Frozen where they just have the Donald and Goofy scenes crunched in there with nothing beforehand. It's it's like really a shame the way they did um, Tangled and uh, Frozen in Kingdom Hearts three because it's just literally. With um, zero deviation, the plots of the movie. You see, I with, would... Go ahead. Like, all the characters just, like... Like, the Kingdom Hearts characters just yeah, yeah. shoved just to the side. There. <laughs> they're there, and they're just shoved to the side. By standards. To, so the the movie can, like, go... Like, they're, like, taken out of the movie plot line so, like, and put behind the scenes so that Sora, Goofy, and Donald are just, like, hanging out, like, around in like the world there's, as the movie plays out there's little like, with i'm sorry i was just gonna say there's little literally a part in uh the tangled world where donald and goofy are somewhere else just hanging out and then heartless appear separate yeah. from the movie yeah and you're like in this like mm-hmm. dark forest as the entire movie happens and it's just like well, why bother and i guess Disney had like a stranglehold on these properties. Like yeah. you can't deviate. These are like jewels in the crown. You cannot touch them. And it's like, guys, you remember when you just let, uh, let them have creative freedom? And you know how they did all the characters like justice, well, like all the mm-hmm. Pixar stuff in this is done so well and so yeah. true to the characters. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, they it was done so well, and they talked to the teams and connected with them that it's canonical like yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's how uh how how much work and how much dedication they put in like Which, i don't i just don't get it like why they would be so uh i think so it, weird about it when they have a proven track record of doing well i wonder if it's a factor of well like last time they did a kingdom hearts thing like well last time they did kingdom hearts 2 um it was like an the company was in a much different space. Like the animated movies weren't doing as well. 
and I think after Frozen, that's true. After Frozen, yeah. they became a critical darlings again, and they they probably just became much more gun shy. Which I I hope, based on kind of the criticisms that came out of three, that that kind of allows him to come with a case to them next time. But like, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how much Disney is involved with Kingdom Hearts. I mean, Kingdom Hearts is owned by uh, like. The franchise is a Disney franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The characters Sora, Riku, and Kairi, and all like the other original characters for Kingdom Hearts are Disney characters. Yeah. Straight up. Um, so far, uh, Disney has not taken, like, taken Kingdom Hearts with another developer, basically. Yeah. But they, they have tried like they have had a different version of a mobile game in development oh the star like, whatever something something like like a decade ago they were trying to do it and oh wow throughout like kingdom hearts they've like had um an animated series that they were gonna do that was like totally separate from square's involvement and uh recently like last year those there were those rumors about a kingdom hearts Disney Plus uh, projects on Disney Plus, which yeah. honestly that'd be interesting. I would like to see what they do with it. Hopefully, yeah. like in a style that matches the um, yeah. the game. I mean, mm-hmm. they could literally just make it on Unreal Engine because they, like True. they're using True. that yeah. for all of their um, the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably all their Marvel series, honestly. For real, like anything that uses that, um, like. The, that technology that they got from the Lion King, like they yeah. are already using Unreal, and like Unreal Five is even more geared towards that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would, it's definitely cool. Yeah, I would love to see them do something like, uh, God, why am I forgetting the name of the mobile game? Um, is it Unchained? Or oh, yeah, Unchained Key. Yeah, Unchained Key. Um, I would love to see them do something with that. Or Union Cross. Yeah, Union Cross. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to see them do something in that time period. I feel like you've got a lot of world building. You could work a series out with that. Um, That's ending this month. Yeah, it's ending this month. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. I mean, like, to see it come to an end is, like, I don't, you don't really, like, I don't know. I personally don't really see like this end of story content when it comes to like mobile games or like massively multiplayer games like that like i don't to me it's not like a thing that happens very often like i don't like did do you know aaron if they like had a quote-unquote ending to final fantasy 11 uh no i mean it's still going so i mean like the story I never got that far in the expansions. I don't think... Uh, I assume they probably wrapped up the story. Um, but as far as, like, the continuation of the game goes, just kind of gameplay, essentially. And, like, okay. any other flavor they would add is just, like, text anyway. So it's, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just interesting. Because, like... Yeah. Like, it's been so... Um public about it like ending mm-hmm. like for kingdom hearts this mobile game so, yeah it's cool i yeah. mean i'm happy about that because like i think that these things stay along like around too long and it kind of ruins them yeah 
Mm-hmm. That that was a very long uh, aside from <laughs> our uh, topics list. We like to discuss a little bit of news and then get into what we've been doing. So let's start with that. We'll start with a few ta- uh, trailers and teasers mm-hmm. that came out uh, this past week. Which and was, teaser trailers. Yeah. Uh, one for Loki, the Disney Plus series. Uh, mm-hmm. Space Jam 2 and Ghostbusters teaser, which I don't know what the new Ghostbusters is called. Uh, Afterlife. Yeah. Okay, so Afterlife. Yeah. Um, did you guys both watch the Ghostbusters thing? I, I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like, it's like Paul Rudd in like it looks like a Walmart. It's like, a yeah. snippet from the movie. It's like a scene from the yeah. movie. Which when is and, that coming uh, out? Is it coming soon? I don't know. <laughs> this year, twenty twenty two, like everything. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a like you usually release this stuff like right before it comes out, but yeah, probably I sooner mean, than we think. Like it's yeah. probably like this summer, but yeah. we didn't see like. But there still hasn't been like any other trailer mm-hmm. or anything for it. So. Yeah, I mean, that first trailer came out in like two thousand eighteen or like 19. earlier. I don't even remember. Was it nineteen? I feel I, like I saw that trailer like so long ago. <laughs> and I, then nothing. Yeah, I've I forget every time I hear about this movie now I'm like, oh yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to that. And like but yeah. like I, I forget that it exists. But like mm. I, I do want to see it. It's just like Are you guys like excited for this? I Yeah. I think yeah. it looks cool. It it seems like an interesting direction to take it. And uh yeah, I, I love it. Um, I love kind of the idea behind it. Um, I, I'm not a big Ghostbusters fan though. Like, so I'm not like kind of. You're not dang. one of the diehards. Yeah, I'm honestly. I gotta say, I have, I've seen like Ghostbusters one and two. I've never really cared all that much. Like, I they're good movies, but I'm just like something about Ghostbusters does not grip me the way that other franchises do like even back mm. to the future grips me in a way that ghostbusters does not yeah. and i guess like it might have been like the time like i watched i believe i watched the first uh like both ghostbusters movies in like uh like watching them completely through instead of like random scenes from them like both back to back when i was on a plane to uh i don't even know somewhere i either was going Mm -hmm. across country or to japan or something and like i remember watching them and i was just like yeah i could get why people like those movies especially if i was a kid in the 80s i could wholly understand why those be like huge but also Mm -hmm. uh i don't really care about a ghostbusters quote-unquote three in the year 2021 or 22 uh with like not the original cast or like i mean apparently the the rumor is they do have like uh have them they're all back all the people that are still uh here with us yeah not in the afterlife yeah do this Mm -hmm. gross cg thing where they bring dead actors back oh no just be doubly (laughs) worse well actually the um kids in it are supposed to be the grandchildren of the yeah. character that passed away, uh, Harold Ramis's character. Mm. You know what I love in movies? Children. <laughs> and by that, I don't like children in movies. Sorry. You know the problem with like having tra- child actors in, in stuff? What's that? It's because they, they grow up really fast. So like, <laughs> if they're... 
So you, we've all watched Stranger Things. Like you watch season one, you watch season like two. Those kids like have have uh, aged up like immediately, and then even though they're like shot year apart, then yeah. season three they're like like adult people. They they just I mean, like almost look unrecognizable you think, like, in some ways. You think that like age up is bad but uh let me tell you about a little movie carl called uh star wars and then uh episode one and two that was pretty crazy yeah but they had a different completely different actor what are you talking about? You, what do you mean anakin was the same guy <laughs> no it was the same person playing anakin no the ki- little kid from uh jingle all the way whatever yeah he grew is up to what? become hayden christensen no i don't know no. what you're talking yeah, about yeah that just was hayden christensen that was hayden christensen i don't know what you're talking about episode one and two and three you guys are killing me and four anyway and five. uh you, you guys are excited for that movie what about uh space jam 2 which i didn't watch the trailer for that which uh what happens in that trailer guys? uh they show that one you. scene from ready player one where like With all, it's the battle all the fan and then service all, yeah tracer there? <laughs> maybe i don't know I, that would be funny I, though i don't I, think so i apparently Iron is there if you look in the background at one bit, you could see uh, Mr. Freeze from Batman Forever. You could see uh, I. There was something I All saw. All the guys from Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I saw something That's where a people, weird one. Yeah, everyone I saw. Well, not everyone was doing this, but I saw somebody say like, "Okay, it was a, it was a really good move that you got rid of Pepe Le Pew, but you also put in actual rapists yeah. into the movie, and they're <laughs> cheering bad. on the sidelines." Yeah. Yeah, they're just actors. They're just uh, they're just property. They're just doing their part in the film that they were a part of. And uh, I did see making the rounds, uh, the Iron Giant, mm-hmm. which I was like, that's weird. That's a throwback. Are you gonna do anything to that franchise? Like what? No, they uh, they they didn't uh, support it when it came out, but now they're ready to throw it in the back. Yeah, now that everybody things. loves it. Yeah, they're ready yeah. to get people into the theaters by just not committing to it and just it's yeah and then they use him as a gun when there's like a literal line in the movie that he's not a gun and it's just like cool i'm glad that you guys totally get the fan service and why everyone likes this character uh well you see uh space jam 2 is going to be directed by Zack snyder and i feel like it's going to be able to nice Right. Oh, so we'll half the movie's up. gonna be slow motion. All right. Yeah, half of it's gonna be slow motion. We saw slow I'm motion. <laughs> that sucks. With a soundtrack by Junkie XL. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> that was that was either a very sincere laugh or that was the most like dead laugh I've ever heard in my life. Where it was. Uh huh. Wait. Do you know the premise of? Uh, Space Jam 2 that they showed so far? No. I don't know oh, anything don't? about this movie other than it's not, uh, not so, Space Jam 1 anymore. LeBron James is like having an argument with his son or something. About something. Yeah. I kind of forget, but like what ends up happening is that his son gets a... <laughs> his son gets troned into a computer program and Don Cheadle playing the master control program is like, hey, I can give you your son back. But you have to win a game of basketball in the <laughs> digital realm. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, and so he gets LeBron James gets uh, 
computer teleported to a uh, Looney Tunes world. All the we're all the rejects, I think, as Don Cheadle's character put it, are. Uh, and then, yeah, he has to form a digital team with those digital rejects and play a digital game of digital basketball against the uh, supercomputer team, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they said, like, what's the name of the team? It's, like, the Perusers, but, like, they all look like uh, elemental villains that you'd fight in Persona. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, but, like, robots also. Yeah, they're also robots. Um I, I didn't really piece together how flimsy of a plot that is until you just said <laughs> right there. Well, I mean, it's like, sure, get them to that point. But, like, yeah. I don't really understand why. Like, why is Don Cheadle as master control program holding his son hostage? Like, for what purpose, I guess? For him to be a better father? I don't know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense that he wants his son so that he can watch like a basketball game. Uh, yeah. Maybe there's more to it. Than yeah. That. But also, I'm going to get LeBron James, you know, known basketball man, to uh, win a game of basketball. It's really uh, a <laughs> challenge. Like big of a, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. like, how is that challenging at all? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, okay. like in Space Jam, it was Because like... now they don't play by the rules. They play by the Looney Tunes rules. There we go. The cartoon oh, nice. rules. Wouldn't yeah. that make him an even better player? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, okay. he stretches his arm or uh, fucking... He has a power... <laughs> Michael uh, Jordan uh, stretches his arms out in the first movie yeah. really, really far. Yeah, he's able to embrace the looniness and then he's able yeah. to win. But and Then he becomes the loony. He well, yeah, but the in, whole... in the original Space Jam, like, he never became a cartoon, really. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the key to becoming a, a great father is embracing the looniness. So I'm glad we need a second movie to uh, to learn that same lesson. Well, the last well, one was he like he was at a like kind of crossroads in his life. Like he lost his love. Yeah, he wanted to play baseball. <laughs> yeah, he want like he became disenfranchised with uh, with basketball, and so he wanted to do baseball. Mm-hmm. And then he relearns to love basketball, but. Yeah. It, yeah. Wow. What a thoughtful, complex film of that time. <laughs> anyway, that, I don't care anything about Space Jam at all. Uh, it's a meme. It's just a meme from the internet. Uh, Damn. That song. Wow. Sounds like we need to watch so. Space Jam. No, yeah, I maybe will you not should watch just embrace movie. the looniness of it all. Yeah, if you embrace Bro. the looniness, you'd be able to get out of this podcast, Blaze. But until then, wow. you're stuck here. You know what? True. Let's talk about the last thing, Loki, <laughs> a Disney Plus show coming in June. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to this, and so mm. much and so that I don't want to know anything about it uh, with my eyeballs. So I did not watch the trailer, and I will not watch any trailers for it. But that you guys can red. talk about it if you have seen it. You, I don't mind if you talk about it because what you say and what was like actually in the trailer will be two different things in my mind well I mean, all right so the trailer opens up and loki dies yeah the again end. yeah well, <laughs> what happens is wolverine comes in and he says sorry oh, about this bub and then he stabs mm-hmm. loki through the chest and he's like the mutants are here and then yeah. like a portal opens up and then dr strange is like i brought you in here to help me stop you know it's Mephisto. and then owen and- wilson is like what what was what <laughs> You figured me out, man. And then he turns into Mephisto. 
And then wow. yeah, I can't true. believe they got Owen Wilson to play Mephisto. <laughs> I they got I, Owen Wilson to play a timekeeper, and he has like elf ears. Is is Owen Wilson actually in this movie? Yeah, yeah. that's what Game? I said. Movie, TV series. What that's the what heck? I said. And Chad was like, "Oh yeah, that was like they showed him before." But so apparently, it's kind of like a almost like a buddy cop show with Owen Wilson and Loki. Yeah, it's really so funny. They're making they're making another odd couple. I mean, show. I mean, this, so far Disney Plus Marvel has been based around couples. Like, interesting. True, that is so, true. Uh, I mean, I, it's kind of like they. Uh, I would say somebody def- described it as like a Donald, not Donald, Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny kind of situation, where like Owen Wilson yeah, would be. Uh, yeah, Owen Wilson's kind of like the Bugs Bunny, where he's just like. Yeah, you think you're you're hot shit. Okay, I'll let you I'll let you play I'll play along for a second. And so it's kind of like I think the premise is gonna be Loki is a time uh mistake and he uh is recruited by this stuff and mm-hmm. and they basically are gonna give him parole through service to the Yeah, well what they said like sort of in the trailer is that time is messed up because of you we have to like go back and fix it interesting yeah and he has to help them fix time i can't wait to see him uh, interacting with different time eras where i mean they've already done this this bit but with like sitcom eras yeah essentially Mm -hmm. so uh they already have that like down well i don't know how like far back they're gonna go or like how the breadth of like the time periods that they're uh going to go across i think mainly what's going to happen is it's going to be like more recent years but possibly in a lot of different places more so than anything else cool and Um, there's been hints in the trailers that we're gonna see alternate timelines of yeah the marvel universe that too so maybe it'll connect to multiverse of madness or something maybe maybe what um what uh what was the name of that show on cartoon network where uh they would go through time and they would oh oh time cops was it time Time oh it's time squad time Time squad time squad yeah Yeah. i love that show that's what this is i always think of the one scene i have no idea if it's as funny as i think it is but they're just they made a big deal in one episode about like uh abraham lincoln going insane and wielding uh, yeah and he like wields a bat with sticks in it uh, with nails in it and Mm -hmm. that's how he defeats the vampires yeah yeah So Daniel Day Lewis kills all the vampires. I would, you know what? I was waiting through that whole movie just for him to kill one vampire, but no. <laughs> what Lincoln? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was severely disappointed, and then oh. I found out I was in the wrong movie theater. But that's, that's not awesome. the point. <laughs> okay, so we talked about the trailers. I think we're all uh, lukewarm on everything. Haha. Maybe that's just me. Um. So, the other bit of news that I have for us is uh, also a game that I've been playing this just this week. I finally, after like six months, decided to play a Kingdom little Hearts bit of Genshin 3. Impact. Wow. 
Genshin Impact, which came out around my birthday, actually, uh, in 2020. And it, like, was immediately a huge success. It's, like, one of the highest grossing um, Mm -hmm. mobile games around in just the six months that it's been out. It's, like, made capital B billions of dollars. Yeah. And, yeah, so recently this uh this past week they released a uh, a new update version 1.4 and as it was like as the new update was coming out um this thing caught my attention on twitter it was the hashtag boycott genshin impact and i was like the heck happened and so the whole uh the whole spiel to basically sum it up why it is uh trending which i'll talk about what genshin impact is uh, specifically after i explain these hashtags um i mean haven't i talked about it before you have you have talked about it but it's been such a long time and i'll just talk about my perspective with it what i've experienced um Mm, that's fair i guess (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so boycott genshin impact trends and people are talking about how the game is uh like the the developers of the game, this company called MiHoYo, has like a bad track record with depiction of depictions of um, like I don't know indigenous people. I think that's like the best way to put it, mm-hmm. or like people who are um, either a um, of like I don't even know. It's pretty broad. But the whole point of this is that there's like this enemy called the Hilly Churls in the game that they pretty much treat as less than human because they're depicted as like these goblin like characters but these uh characters were based off of an indigenous tribe and like some of their dances or whatever are also based like directly off of indigenous tribal dances and so like this specific thing got this like whole like hashtag trending and like all these people saying boycott Genshin but then because we know the uh the woke gamers of the world who have have uh, thrown like hundreds of thousands of dollars into these microtransactions on these gotcha games are like well I'm not actually gonna stop playing the game so I guess you should just uh do better mihoyo which is the other like like feuding hashtag for uh hashtag do better mihoyo where people who don't intend to stop playing but want the company to do better with like and be more thoughtful with their games and how they are weaving their narrative and all this stuff and the representation so you know that's really really nice to see yeah haha and by nice i mean really not great at all (laughs) So, uh, yeah, and apparently uh, there are also, uh, I haven't gotten very far, I'm still in like the first act of the prologue or something, but apparently there's like uh, actual or what appears to be actual uh, pedophilia in the game of some kind. I don't know uh, if it's, the article that I'm reading says there's uh, an NPC who expresses romantic love towards a character who appears to be a child. So I, based on the context of that quote from this article that's what that means to me is it that uh i could not tell child you. I, so that, it's like double worse <laughs> i literally don't know I tell you. 
That's gross, though. Um, and then it also has, like, a bunch of gross stuff with how it depicts um, some of the uh, darker skin characters in the game, which just, mm-hmm. like, come on, guys. Why? Um, yeah, just do better, haha. Yeah. It's like like that is going to be uh, helpful in any way. So, of course, this is the week I decided to start playing Genshin. Literally the day before... <laughs> all this stuff like starts going out out there i don't know anything about genshin other than like it's anime it's and everyone's mm-hmm. told me like that it's breath of the wild but it also is. um as i've looked into it more on the pc version um it it installs like a kernel level anti-cheat on your system mm. which i did not know yeah um that's like the new so, thing these days yeah and um people are like oh it's taking information and it's using it against you and people are like super like does mihoyo have connections to tencent they're both chinese companies like (laughs) okay guys like it's not like just chill just chill a little bit like you know but yeah i don't i don't particularly like that i'm i'm playing on ps4 which has its own like slew of problems it's the Mm. like has the worst load times of all versions of the game it's yeah. out on PS4, Switch, soon to be next gen consoles, um, if not already on next gen consoles, um, mm-hmm. and mobile devices, both iOS and Android, and PC, obviously. But the PS4 and the Switch versions don't talk to any of the other versions. If you're playing on PC or mobile, you can basically have cross save, cross play. Um, mm-hmm. Each version, even the console versions, you can play cooperatively together, but if me on the PS4 wanted to transfer it to the PC and play on my PC, I cannot yeah. because the game is taking different information and using a different account. So it's using a MiHoYo account for all the other versions, and for the PS4 and the Switch version, it's using your Nintendo or Sony account for those versions. And it's like you don't you don't know how to just you know not like just using like. <laughs> what yeah it's dumb so it's super dumb but the game is pretty interesting a lot of the stuff is locked behind these like arbitrary like mobile game um and like gotcha game things none of that stuff needs to be in there like if they were just like yeah there's a 30 to 60 dollar version of this game where you just get characters by doing stuff in the game then I wouldn't have a problem. But, like, the game is increasingly hard to play mm-hmm. for no real reason other than it is literally forcing you in a lot of ways to, to like, through frustration to buy, like, to buy things out of convenience, either it be characters, weapons, or, like, materials, like, all that stuff, with real money, I might add. So... That sucks. That sucks a lot. It has one of the worst um, pull rates. And by pull, I mean like when you spend the special currency that you earn by doing in-game stuff or by paying for it outright with actual money. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically pull, which means you like take a gambling shot at a loot box filled yeah. with certain things. If you do like a 10 pull you can get a guaranteed like four star which all the characters in the game are four stars 
and there are certain characters that are five stars but there's also in those polls you're not going to get like 10 characters you're going to get maybe one character if you're lucky yeah and then the rest and is going to be items that like usually items never use. and weapons and that are like a range from three to five stars which typically mm-hmm. they won't be <laughs> like, and like later in the game depending on whether or not like you get a weapon that you like or not you can kind of recycle the weapons that you have uh to upgrade the ones that you're using essentially uh but even then it's like you have to use a lot of them at some point to like upgrade like just once <laughs> so it's like you need to get as much crap as you possibly can spend as much money as you possibly can yeah it's pretty tough like i don't like that stuff when the game just lets me mm-hmm. play it and lets me explore it's kind of fun it reminds me of breath of the wild in that way but also it's worse oh yeah breath 100%. Of the wild um the aesthetic is fine if not like totally mismatching and like it's kind of hard to determine what the real like lore of the mm. game is like is it a fan is it like a western fantasy is it like uh chinese folk uh folklore and mythology yeah like what what yeah. is it like is it all of that i don't know mm. the game refuses to put like a like a name on it it's not it's like generic it's like trying to be super generic in a lot of those ways which makes it more accessible to more people but then it like also has these like i know we talked a lot of like a lot in depth about how like wonder egg was really progressive and then it had these like backwards like oh yeah um, the hard (laughs) backpedaling yeah like these ideologies of like men and women are like hard fixed on these like ways and then if it's just the science that men and women are different yeah so then like the game will just be we'll be doing this thing where it'll just be like yeah blah 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 western or asian fantasy and then it'll be like this stupid like stereotype that is like but uh like things are just this way and it'll be really geared towards if you were like if you chose the male protagonist even if you chose the female protagonist there won't be like it'll be like yeah we 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 just expected you to actually just play as the male so if you played (laughs) as the female we put it in there but uh yeah you probably just should have been the dude so we're gonna make sure the game like more talks to you like that um paimon you know oh i fucking hate that thing yeah so everyone hates paimon i don't really mind paimon all that much paimon talks in this like um this cutesy like it's like i know in at least specifically i know from my experience with like anime and manga that characters who are like trying to be depicted as cute um talk in the third person they like yeah. say their name like if i was like, it's either cute or they're a kid like literally yeah a child. either of those things and so paimon says like Paimon wants to do or Paimon thinks this or like over and over again Paimon will say Paimon like 40 <laughs> times in one sentence <laughs> and you know I'm playing with the uh the dub on and mm-hmm. I don't really I don't really mind it Paimon like talks all the time I don't really care but um sometimes Paimon will just say something that's just like it doesn't really sound like a like small fairy creature would say that it sounds like some dude wrote that thing for you to say oh yeah 
It sounds like some some of the stuff like in Life is Strange where like these forty year old dudes who are like, Yeah, this is what American teenagers talk about <laughs> or sound like, but it actually like um like a forty year old French guy who just is like, mm-hmm. watching a lot of like American media. It's just tough. Yeah, so then in the suburbs of Seattle, this uh white cop shoots <laughs> this dad for being Mexican, even though literally nothing is happening, but it's because the white guy is racist and so he killed him. <laughs> Yeah, so Paimon does that sometimes, but uh, that's the story of Life is Strange too, by the way. If you want to, I, I have sucks. no idea that. Was... Yeah, that absolutely sucks that Paimon would write Life is Strange too. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, damn it! Now yeah. you you need me have to put Paimon writing something on the tapestry. <laughs> Thank you for that. So, so my also this thing, uh, I think most of the character designs in Genshin Impact are fine. Like they're quote-unquote good because they are like what you expect from these like gotcha games they're like appealing but they're appealing in like the most fan servicey of ways and uh it's really just a crapshoot like there there's oh, like yeah. um some of it is like super fan servicey in like the bad ways some of it's just like um uh, generic whatever like it's just so like Oh, this character looks like a literal clone of that character, but this one's wearing more revealing outfit, so it's like quote unquote better. Like it just, it's all dumb and like, yeah, I don't know. It's just. <sighs> anyway, I wish that it was a little bit, uh, you know, do better, Mihoyo, haha. <laughs> but I think my point with Paimon is I have this stupid fan theory that I just made up, like as I was playing the game. There's this like intro where the whole setup is like where you choose like whether you're uh, like the female protagonist or the male protagonist. And there's this like evil god or whatever who she like stops you from from going to a different world or whatever and traps you without your powers or something in the world that Genshin Impact takes place. Yeah. And then it just like slow opens on a beach where you you have like met and been traveling with Paimon for months apparently. And my theory is that Paimon is that god. Mm. And that is what I have to say about Genshin Impact. Mm, How far are you in the story? I'm literally only a few hours in. Okay. You know. Yeah, it'll just turn out that Paimon is this giant uh, bug creature that uh, actually is a malevolent god that Mm. hates the main protagonist for some reason. Oh, I got, like, almost as far in the story as I could when the game had opened. At the time? Yeah. Yeah, I got to, like, level 34 or something, and at that point, it was like, yeah, every 10 levels, you unlock one story mission, and then I stopped playing the game because that sucked ass. Yeah, that's beyond dumb. Yeah. And it was, like, a slog to level up. Basically, all that I had left to do was, like, my dailies. And then, eventually, that's uh, what the game becomes, so I don't know how people have been, like, playing it for so long. Money. Like all you do is just daily money at it. I want yeah. my new uh, waifu or husbando. That's why people play these. Like I just True. don't have the patience for it. Like f- same yeah. with Final Fantasy fourteen. Personally, like Final Fantasy fourteen is a way better game. Like than Genshin Impact in every way. Like they're different, sure, but at the end they're both like games as a service. Like they're pay like the microtransaction is different. Like a monthly instead of like individual like. Um, stuff but my experience is as soon as it becomes such a slog to 
level up and progress like it, it becomes a significant time sink to do a thing that is frustrating and they both have it in different ways but they both have it that's where i just like stop if the mm. game doesn't let me play the game i just can't i won't I, and i won't do the thing that they're trying to like uh marketing psychoanalyze me <laughs> to do either i just won't play the game and i guess i'm in the minority of people that do that then so yeah just spend money yeah <sighs> and that is that uh okay so that's the news and also stuff we talked about i think we'll chill out for a little bit um if if uh rob you want to talk about more persona 5 stuff um i mean uh i'm trying to think of where i left off last time we talked um i mean so far uh i have gotten um uh, mariko is her name uh class- mariko I think I Mo- uh, Makoto. Makoto. Okay. I was like, oh, I was like, who's that? <laughs> you know what? I was watching the X Men animated series, and I just there you go. I had what do you call it? Just Wolverine screaming, Marco. <laughs> so, uh, what do you I call? It? You. Uh, but no. Um, yeah. So I just got her and. Uh, Rides a motorcycle persona. That was pretty metal. Um, yeah, yeah. That's oh, so you're yeah. um, you're in the third um, palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I beat him, uh, the uh, nice. fly guy. And oh, you beat the third palace already? Yeah. Wow. Uh, my eyes are bleeding. Uh, but you know, <laughs> you're flying. Dude. Uh, what do you call it? Uh. I need to understand in that scene I was like he starts talking like he starts saying yo and you're gonna dig on this when he turns it yeah so so uh that to just uh he's a gangster yo for some (laughs) yeah basically the only people that talk like that uh apparently in stereotypes in Japan are delinquent and uh yakuza-esque people uh yikes (laughs) that's what the stereotype is um Ooh. yeah okay so uh man that sucks uh but you know uh aside from that i just it's uh, okay because he's a villain that's what they're yeah, trying to say and he's a fly wow. man uh what yep. do you call it but um i yeah right now i'm in the pyramid uh i'm i'm dealing with uh boss's daughter who uh is What's the name of her, uh, what's her code name? It's, uh, uh, I, for some reason I think it's Alabaster, but it's not, it's, uh... Who? Who are you talking about? You know, uh, what's his name? Your, uh, caretaker's daughter. Futaba? Futaba, but she has, like, a code name that she worked with. Did they... Did they say her code name before? Oh, oh, um, Alibaba. Alibaba, that's what it is. Um, so yeah, I'm dealing with that. Um, I haven't gone past like right now. I'm in the preparation stages, but um, that's honestly one of the quicker uh, palaces in the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It's right- like a half palace, basically. Yeah. 
By the way, does the game reward you for going into the palaces earlier, or is it just kind of like the game telling you, like, don't forget, go to that palace whenever your team's you like... You can do anything at your own leisure. You okay, can do yeah. the palaces as late as you want, as long as you do it like before the date. You can do them as early as as you want. You can finish them in one day, or you can take like as much time as you need. Okay. The, inc- the game does incentivize you to do the palaces in like one or two shots basically yeah. the yeah. least amount of time so if it's like you get to the end of a palace in one go you'll have more time to do social stuff yeah. for the rest of the time because it will always end on that like and like on the deadline date yeah so i got really lucky with the first one i like went in on like day seven and like i was like oh man i did not plan this out well like because my sp <laughs> was gone and like all that so I, like I was like, can yeah. I leave? Mm-hmm. And so I left, uh, bolstered myself, and then went back out. But yeah, uh, I'm. I actually just got a lot of tips from Blit. <coughs> Are we using names? Oh yeah, no. Okay. Oh that's yeah, you a, said that's just, we introduce ourselves said, every week. God, yeah, every week. Yeah. Uh, Doctor what? Doctor D threw oh. me off. Um, but you know, um. <laughs> Uh, I said his name like forty-five times. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so. I'm not gonna remember it either. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Blaze actually gave me a lot of tips that I I wish I knew better uh, earlier to kind of like extend the days. So I am going to go back mm-hmm. and do that soon. But and by all those tips, I it was just like, oh, have you talked to Kawakami yet? <laughs> <laughs> it was like you can talk to her. <laughs> I think you're yeah. just projecting, boys. Wow. Wow. You know what? Blaze really uh, knows uh, where my brain goes to. That's all I will say. Anyway. um, We have a love for education. We do have a love for education. Uh, (laughs) Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, I I really like it. Um, It's it's going pretty well. Yeah. and yeah. You're liking it more than you thought you would. I, I when I I when like I it was evil and I got you a Christmas gift. Yeah, when you were such a <laughs> fucking <laughs> dick God, who dude. gave me a fucking Christmas present that was yeah. that was more money than you should have spent on me, a lowly peasant. How dare you? It was on you? sale, dude. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can get the steel book. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. still too go, much. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Now, after your persona, you'll have to get a 13 Sentinels and play that. No! Uh, honestly. How many hours have you put into persona at this point? I know? think I'm at 50. I'm at 53. Um, yeah, I I kind of hate you because I because <laughs> this game has been taking over my life. I I haven't played it in two days, and now like I've looked. And you're thinking about it. You're like, man, I really got to play that. Game. I'm like, oh man, I wonder what my persona would be. <laughs> That's anyway. pretty cool. I mean, you probably have some like Ghost Rider guy. I, yeah, I'd probably be Ghost some Venom man, Ghost, Rider be Ghost Rider. Yeah. It'd be just Ghost Rider, wouldn't it? And Bl- uh, Doctor D would be uh, Venom, and sick. Uh, Blaze, you would be. 
Iron Man? No, you wouldn't be Iron Man. It would just be a bigger version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> just his head. It would just be like uh, his head smiling. Oh, it would just be MODOK. Perfect. No, it would be Dr. D. No, uh, no arms or legs, um, just head. Oh, perfect. Oh, no, wait. Donkey Kong. Boom. We got it. Nice. And, and, I don't know if Nintendo will let him out <laughs> of the uh, cage. So, oh, maybe, would, maybe it'll just be King Kong. Perfect. There we go. Oh, wait. Before we nice. move on to that, um, what would Aaron be? Um, Aaron, uh, mm-hmm. hmm. uh, nice, thanks, guys. Vivi, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. What would it be? Vivi, Vivi from uh, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 9? 9. Yeah, awesome. That small child, <laughs> yeah, would be my persona. Nice, perfect. <laughs> Not, I don't know. A Black Waltz, obviously, like. Which one is your Final Fantasy IX is your favorite, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just I was trying to think of like a character from that, and the most iconic one that I know from that is Vivi. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's the guy. Yeah, uh, but do more, you... more iconic than the main, uh, the quote unquote main protagonist. <laughs> of it. Well, Aaron, who do you think you would gravitate towards for yours? I don't know. Um, probably uh, like Goku from Dragon Ball. There we go. Yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's enough Persona. Thanks, Rob, for talking about it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, yeah. We should probably. I've been watching Cowboy Bebop again. About halfway through it. It's a it's a treat. A nice. Very very good show. Uh, also made by uh, Sunrise, mm. which did did uh, Big O as well. But like they did Big O and later. They make Gundam. Yeah, like. Cowboy Bebop is so filled with like complex characters and like mm-hmm. at the time it was it looks like anime but it also looks enough like just not like not straight up anime yeah. that it was very accessible especially with its like future aesthetic that was like a dirty space which is like the way like Star Wars is mm-hmm. and people really gravitated towards it yeah so it's it still good still timeless for real uh yeah all right aaron let's get the magic the gathering out of the way so aaron <laughs> talked about it last week he finally was able to convince him, me to, to play and so i had played i mean some me commander. yeah so you you, you convinced me to already play got some. you to play yeah so you you personally convinced me to play it. ari's not on the podcast aaron it's Dang. you who are on the podcast so uh how many games i played like a few games have I used, I, we just found these decks online, basically. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, around, like, 200-ish dollars. Yeah. Like, around, like 200 to 300 was, like, our budget range. Mm-hmm. We, like... I mean, we you can play, play, like, whatever we want, essentially. That's, like... Yeah. We just import the cards. I think I talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we've just been keeping it to, like, sort of budget decks around $200. Yeah. And so, I played an Anafenza Enchantment deck, <laughs> a uh, Gisela... Um, what it was even the point? I don't even know what the point of that deck was. Mm-hmm. I at all. I guess it, that deck was to do as much damage to everyone as possible. But yeah, uh, didn't really work out. I'll explain more. But uh, and then I the third deck I played, which was uh, a Sigarda uh, <laughs> enchantment deck. Which Fuck that it's... deck. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. So, okay, the first... I So, I played two games or so with the Anafenza deck. Mm-hmm. The first game, I think I... Uh, I think I did pretty well. Like it, it like was doing its enchantment thing. It was like it was basically uh, a commander, by the way. Yeah, so commander. It, it was the deck was working as intended. I think the second game, I didn't like get enough pieces for it to like really go off. Mm. But I don't think anyone else on the board was doing anything. So yeah. I was a big enough threat that I was like basically focused, and I just was dead like <laughs> first, and it was just like did not feel fun but that's how magic goes uh mm-hmm. i think it was like more like i was still like doing stuff in the first game so it wasn't yeah. as like brutal of a curb stomp but uh like our third game where i was playing this gisella deck gisella basically like like is is red and white mana and you mm-hmm. need like that to to put on the board the whole game like i had plenty of mana but no red, so yeah. I could I could do almost anything I wanted to if I had one red, and then everything I had in my hand was like two red. So <laughs> I was waiting. Feels so bad for like ten plus turns to do anything. Literally I think I the played, whole game. Yeah, I think I played three cards, maybe four cards, the whole game, and most of them were bas- just like artifacts or enchantments sitting there. Yeah, and I only had like two, like an artifact, maybe two artifacts and enchantment. Yeah, like out, like totally, and both, and like two of them were like mana rocks or something, mm-hmm. and the other enchantment was just like not useful because I didn't have any creatures on the field. So long story short, basically I haven't done anything this whole game, zero things, and I finally get like one red mana. And I'm like banking on top decking a like a second red so I can do it like a spell. And so uh, in anticipation that I'm just going to happen to top deck um, red in some form or fashion, I put Gisela out. And so Gisela, her ability is like I take half damage, but any, everyone else takes double damage, mm-hmm. essentially. No. Um, so, okay. So... Uh, how am I gonna even? So like the whole game <laughs> happens. Basically, I lose enough life that I'm at one health. Yeah, literally for, uh, and like HP for a literally, while. and people are like trying to kill me or like not wanting to, but it's just like, well, I can't really do anything <laughs> else. So I guess, and so I was able to stave off death with Gisela for like two turns. I eventually draw that second red that I need, and I uh. And I do a, uh, I don't remember what the spell was, but it's like I was able to to target three players and deal like nine damage to their faces, mm-hmm. which I believe already had the most health with like ten. Yeah, but because of Everybody Gisella's was like basically dead. But because of Gisella's ability, it was doubled, so everyone was dead, and I won the game with one mm-hmm. life, and that was the literally like the only thing I did the whole time. I tried to pull uh, out an instant that might have killed him, but he took half damage, so it didn't really kill him. <laughs> he took 0.5 damage, and then uh, it rounded up, so he didn't do anything. <laughs> Feels so, bad. So all you did is win, win, win. No, uh, for, I think I lost the first two games, and then <laughs> I won the third game, and then I pl- I was like, 
okay, so I'll just try a different deck because, like, that red one was just, like, not really fun. I didn't really... And it was just because I was mana stalled, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So I start... Like, I, I don't look anything up about this this third deck. This fourth deck. I was just like, I want to play a Sigarda, like, as my um, as my commander. That's all. Like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like, I like enchantments, but, like, whatever. And the deck was only, like, around $220. Like, that's what the budget was for the deck. If I had, like, if I wanted to purchase it and, like, play it in real life. And it was called, and hear, hear me out, guys. It was called huh, okay. the beauty and the cringe. So if you want to play it, play it. I believe it's on. Um, I don't. Or if you want to, you know, keep your friends, don't play it. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know any. I did not look at the deck list. I didn't look at anything. I was just like <laughs> enchantment deck, Sigarda, budget, cool. I don't really like the name. I don't necessarily want to play this deck, but I'll, I'll try it. So I'm playing this deck, and. Like, I think, it. I think like, so I get, like, the first creature I get out is, like, a really cheap creature that I get out in, like, the first couple turns that it, like, has an ability that whenever you play an enchantment, you get a plus one, plus one counter on that creature, and mm-hmm. then you also draw a card. Okay. Yeah, that shit's fucked up. And so, eventually, like, I just, like, and then I have these, like, mana cards that are, like, tap like uh, tap and uh oh it has like a tap ability like you pay x mana and you you play it and you get land that just comes in directly from your library mm-hmm. onto the battlefield like two of them so i like i ramped up my mana really fast and like my creatures got big really fast and also i could just start drawing cards so eventually i got cigar on the field and then i had it like it gave it like one of this like an aura gave it protection from uh from like from color like all colors yeah so it and it also had like also sagarda herself has hex proof mm-hmm. which means she can't be the target of spells so basically uh i just started making this like monster <laughs> of a, like a, and like no one could do anything about it no like everyone checked their decks yeah. to see if they had like creature like creature mm-hmm. or like permanent removal like enchantment destruction or whatever no one had anything yeah so they couldn't do anything about it so they were just screwed waiting for me to just like, kill them <laughs> and so uh yeah eventually after like a f- couple hours i just killed everyone yeah you sad. ended the game with like 200 something hp and you yeah, started at 40 was, uh, yeah so. i so there was this card so one card gave cigar to lifelink and this other card said that you uh gain as much life oh oh so I got a lifelink and double strike. Yeah. And then this other card gave like said that you gain as much like life as damage dealt or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same as lifelink and it yeah. stacks on top of lifelink. <laughs> so I would hit f- twice as much. So like let's say it was 15. I'd hit for 30. I would gain 30 life and then I'd gain double that. So 60 life for that one. Mm-hmm creature and i did that like like several times and that is also after already like dealing like almost 40 damage to my face like a few times Mm -hmm. and i just like it just didn't matter anymore (laughs) so yeah that was fun i mean like i definitely don't think it would be fun to play against at all but i also think that you guys should try it out because it might 
like you might be like finally power like just nah. like a lot of power, i don't play but... decks that don't have black man in it sorry dang now i get you i mean i used to only play mono white before i tried like i went wow. outside of my comfort zone then i that's moved a blaze thing Slide. that's such a blaze thing <laughs> <laughs> then i moved over to uh white green then i tried uh white green blue which is bant um and then mm. uh i was really av- i really avoided red and black for whatever reason and eventually um i think red is my least played of all the colors in magic mm. and i now typically if i'm gonna go for um play style it's usually uh Obzon, which is white green black which is like Anna Fenza's colors because she's like my yeah. quote unquote main commander. But yeah. yeah, I like white, green, black as well, and white, green, blue. Yeah, white, green, blue. It's I I used to my previous like main commander deck was that color as mm-hmm. a combination as well. Yeah, I feel Which like I, I usually uh, I I at least play like black, white, and then uh, like either red, green, or blue added to that. But usually those are like the less cards yeah in the deck yeah yeah no magic's fun i mean i haven't flexed that muscle in like five plus years at this mm. point so it's just like interesting to get back on the the horse like what i remember being true and just that being like the like the rules of my play group without mm. me knowing is like kind of hard to uh to change that yeah like in my brain but now i'm just like instead of like getting frustrated by it i'm just like okay like well, this like, is the new play group with the new it's, rules it, yeah like it's like it's okay like my play play group and play style like could have been wrong like, mm. I, I think like getting over that like that just like immediate like switch is uh, and maybe that doesn't sound huge to people listening but it's like sometimes like when you play a game and you believe those are the rules like if it's like yeah, I don't know. What do, what do people play anymore? I was going to say Candyland, but I don't think I've ever personally played Candyland, so I can't use it as an example. Uh, Monopoly. It's like if somebody suddenly changed one of the core rules of Monopoly and you mm-hmm. you didn't know. Like, you thought it was something different the whole time, but it was actually yeah. just the way your family What played. do you mean you like, only get $200 when you pass go? Every other time I've played Monopoly, I've gotten $300. Yeah, it's like one of those things, and you, it's just like a knee-jerk reaction but mm. i think i think I'm, I'm like i'm doing better <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah i don't know magic can be wholly uh like soul crushing and frustrating if you're on um if you're in a position and this is like i think not just a me thing but like if you're in a position where you're not able to get yourself out of the hole and you're just like yeah. watching yourself like get buried yeah it's not fun because yeah. you, can, you can just like concede but if you're playing like more than just you and another player mm. and you can't just like pick up like it still does affect like everyone on the board and like sometimes that's just like uh a real mm-hmm. like big mood killer for everyone because you i mean you're just trying to have fun that's the whole point of everything but yeah so it's good um I will play more. I think it's still fun, especially like tabletop has a lot of. Uh, it's like almost like it was built to simulate it. Haha. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Yeah, you've been playing um, a lot. So yeah, have you been playing more than like commander? 
Aaron? Yeah, we play like uh, I don't know all the names of like the game modes, quote unquote, but we play like standard and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and then commander, I think you had suggested me try out plane chase, which we'll probably play at some point. Uh, I'm so excited for mm. that. Those games take like so long, <laughs> though. I'm down. Yeah, mostly mostly commander, which I enjoy a lot. Commander's like the most casual of formats because mm-hmm. like it's a long playtime, and it's also politics, especially if you're in like, um, and big groups, and that is the kind of stuff that I live for. It's politics until like I'm just sitting there and somebody's like, "All right, I'm gonna swing at Aaron for this much." I'm like, <laughs> "I didn't even do why? anything. I didn't do literally anything. why." Yeah, it's awesome. It's like well, you're <gasps> the only one that I can attack, so it's like, what? What? yeah. It's super fun. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, yeah, we have all these alliances until we can't have those alliances mm-hmm. anymore because we have to play the game now. Magic, I like it a lot. So much so that I literally bought cards and I have them sitting right next to me right now. They came in the mail. Um, I like it a lot. I have really bad luck, like <laughs> in general and my whole life. So playing a luck-based game sucks sometimes because sometimes I just get fucked over. Yeah. Well, most of the I've, time, rather. I've never seen someone so consistently mana screwed, like, over <laughs> and over again. Every single time. Almost. <laughs> like, bruh. Yeah. I don't know. You might have to, like, up, like, arbitrarily, like, even these, like, deck lists you find, you might have to, like, up it to 40 lands or more just <laughs> to be sure. Which sucks because, like, playability. But you could. Uh, add some I mean that's like the cards. thing is like I'm not even the one who built these decks like they're not built by all. people who have been playing magic like potentially for yeah. 20 years statistically they should know what they're doing yeah especially <laughs> if it's like a deck list that you can find pretty readily but I've accepted yeah. my fate it's fine all right so we should move on so we can wrap this thing up uh yeah Falcon Winter Soldier episode three spoiler full spoilers uh you know, honestly, I think this is the most exciting episode yet, mm-hmm. and I forgot everything about it <laughs> immediately. It's, it really is. The problem is, right after... I, I watched most of it with you guys, uh, but... You literally missed, like, two minutes. Missed like, the minute. ending two minutes. Actually, one yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I wish I had the... Uh, as great of experience watching it the second time with my with my family because my brother came in and he just does your brother listen to this podcast no he doesn't um okay so all right say whatever you want on the internet forever all right <laughs> this motherfucker no um, <laughs> uh no he he came in like uh my, my mom really likes the show so i i usually watch it uh with her uh whenever we have the time to do that so i i'll sit down watch it with her but then my brother comes in this time and she's like all right robert we need to wait for your brother but he hasn't seen the show or he doesn't watch any of the movies and she was like yeah we'll just explain it all to him and i was like <laughs> well, that sounds awful yeah yeah so i spent five minutes but the entire time he was acting like a like 
someone who doesn't know anything that's happening on this show. No, he, he, he like kind of, he came at it with like kind of a very dismissive attitude the entire time. Like he was like, oh, there's time travel in this. It was like, yeah, they used it in that, but they actually use a very interesting system. And it's just, and then like he, he came at like, he was like, Oh, that sounds really stupid, and like all that. It's really, it's really easy to put like pick something apart with zero context. Yeah, I was like, like, oh yeah, yeah, and like there were like small things in the episode. He was like, this show's awful. They turned on a, they, what they turned on over there was supposed to be a uh, like lift for a car. That's not a switch to a light. It was like, you saw it, it could be right next to it. You know that, right? Like it because yeah, I don't know. I think like that's it, just like someone having a bad time, like just trying to have a bad time. Yeah, he was trying to have a bad time the entire time with it, and I so I was just like sitting there the entire time, just trying to enjoy it. But like the it like there's like those times you watch like even the best of things, and there'll be a person there that just kind of sucks the energy out of it, and so I totally get you. Yeah. So um. um it's yeah, surprising because this this episode was directed by like a John Wick person, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, and um, all I gotta say is that this is the probably the most brutal the uh, MCU has been. Like straight up knife fights, knife stabbing, like all like slashing. Like I don't think the MCU has done that before. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed more visceral in this specific show, like this like go at it also sharon carter cool that she's back weird take i don't know like has she gone so dark since like the fallout that she's now like quote unquote this bad person she seems like a bad person like she seems like oh she's our friend so we have to like her but also Seems pretty bad, guys. Yeah, it's to the point okay. where I've seen like theories say that she's the pro- power broker. Uh, yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, I don't. I'm not gonna even watch this video. Not yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. I think that, that she's also Mephisto. The she's whole time. also Mephisto. I actually heard a theory that I'm like I'm upset that I kind of have two cents into it. That I'm like, okay, may maybe. And the thought is maybe she's a scroll, but cool. hmm. everyone's a scroll. Every, everyone's a scroll in the show. Well, now. it could be like a setup, like uh, years secret, uh, secret invasion, and it could be like there were a, there was a theory long ago for Civil War that like Sharon Carter was uh, secretly like if you notice like she could be pulling the strings on a few things. I personally didn't believe that theory um but she but if that does work with that then you could possibly throw in the twist that even further years ago people thought uh they were going to reveal with secret invasion that the scrolls were the reasons why civil war started in the comics so mm. it could they could be retroactively like putting that in there to kind of expand things in the background but i think if they're gonna do evil scrolls it's gonna be like it's gonna be secret invasion the super scroll yeah. is gonna be involved so that's like fantastic four yeah and uh 
And honestly, if they really wanted to, they could be like, oh, yeah, these mutant guys, can we trust them? And then, like, they have the whole, like, scrolls to yeah. fake out, you know? Mm. But, uh, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. At least, like... But, um, but I, do, I don't I don't know they they just did the scroll thing in um, like uh, WandaVision so I yeah. really don't necessarily and like I mean I guess they did it like Spider-Man yeah to WandaVision and if they did it again like I guess they're really trying to hit it home that the scrolls are here yeah. and something wrong I'm I'm now um, expecting every thing now to end with a scroll reveal which is yeah. bad it's tough, yeah. But, so hopefully, hopefully they'll do something different, and I hope she isn't a villain because she's a yeah. Good or at least they explain something of why she is acting villainous or yeah. something. And but, I hope it's more than just. And Steve left me, or yeah, he left me <laughs> for my for my, my aunt, aunt, grandma, yeah. whatever she yeah. is. Oh well, he went to a different universe. It's fine. <laughs> uh okay that's enough of that and we've been running pretty long but there's one thing that i really wanted to talk about the most the thing that i've wanted to talk about the most for a whole week now <laughs> mm-hmm. watched it twice even yeah how much i uh, wanted to talk about it the snyder cut no yeah Zack Snyder's, uh, the snyder cut you know in less time than it took to watch uh, to watch this movie twice, uh, I watched. Uh, I instead chose to watch the Snyder Cut for a second. <laughs> no, uh, I watched. Uh, Aaron, Rob, and I watched, uh, and uh, among other friends, yes. watched uh, Godzilla vs Kong last mm. uh, last uh, week. Yeah, and it's uh, we're gonna we're gonna go full spoilers. I wanted to talk like in depth about it, but we don't really have the time for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so maybe maybe some other time. But yeah. Aaron and I also watched it again uh, yeah. yesterday. Um, which I and, which to uh, to my short review of it, I was really upset. I couldn't watch that with you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. I really love it. So Rob, we know Rob loves it. All right, Aaron, what's your opinion on this film? It was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Not much else to it. Yeah, Just so I'm going to have to be the only... Uh, fun movie. <laughs> I'm going to be the only person here that uh, thinks that the movie um, wasn't that great. Um, oh. You know, I yeah, think nice if, line, they had a, if they had a 4 by uh, 3 aspect <laughs> ratio, I think... You're right. Literally, okay, so the first time we watched the movie, <laughs> Blaze uh, started playing Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. Which I immediately knew was Zack Snyder's Justice League because it was in fucking four by three. Yeah, the rest of yeah, us, I couldn't get him. The rest of us were like, "Oh, that's an interesting choice." Like and literally, then the-, the purple screen came out, and I was like, "This is fucking Zack Snyder's Justice League." <laughs> Change the movie right now. And so the second uh, time we watch it, I like join the Discord call. I'm like waiting for Blaze to say something because he was sitting in here, and like five minutes go by, and he unmutes and he's like. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out how to make Zack Snyder's Justice League in regular aspect ratio and like start playing that and try to get you again. Like, yeah. Oh, fucking God. Yeah. Can't I'm just a really it. big fan, you know, uh, Zack Snyder's aesthetic with uh, slow-mo and uh, Junkie XL soundtrack. I kind of want to watch a bit of that movie, but in stretched 
aspect ratio. <laughs> like we, the four by three yeah. stretched to widescreen, maybe that'll oh, make it more enjoyable. God, everyone's really wide. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I was like, I expected to be like really let down by Godzilla versus Kong. Like mm. I was like my brain's just like everyone else on the internet was like dumb giant guys punching each other haha stupid funny like turn brain off but like i was also just like hope there's like something to it like something special about it yeah and the movie is like just great like it is not Mm. like a super complex film yeah obviously but it is it is dumb fun but there is like something to chew over like like the whole like to mull over like the whole film because it is more than just like they're treating the the giant monsters as like I don't know either Playthings. forces of like they're respect the, they're now. both respecting them and using like the hubris of man which is like mm-hmm. thematically um like has like heft and weight and like something they've been discussing over all of these films yeah which another thing was like apparently this is supposed to be the finale of the monsterverse which i didn't know and i didn't and like the movie doesn't really address at all mm-hmm. so uh to to reiterate full spoilers for this film uh yeah so i thought there would be more monsters in it than just like godzilla and kong and there were not really there's at all. kind of one but it's, it's oh you mean really... the uh the skull crawler oh well, there's I, the skull I was gonna say uh, technically and, uh... mecha godzilla well, then oh, yeah. there's those things that Kong fights. Oh, yes, yeah. There are. Um, but they're like kind of like it's pretty short, though. small yeah. grunts. Those frilled snake thingies, mm-hmm. yeah. And those like weird uh, like bird bat things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, like, nothing I, on the scale I get of you. like Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, Mecha Godzilla, obviously. Like, that's the huge thing. Um, even on the soundtrack, to hide that it was Mecha Godzilla. They called it Mega, like M E G A. Really? Uh, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, I have a couple complaints, though, um, and it's mostly just about uh, the soundtrack. I thought that the King of the Monsters soundtrack was really like robust. Mm. It had unique and varied themes for each monster, and yeah. like overall, it had the same like palpable like and grandiose feeling of like what those um titans like represent like each one yeah and i did not feel other than like godzilla's theme which is godzilla's theme like you're not reinventing anything other than that the soundtrack was like just sounds it's like it didn't have any uniqueness Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which is like they chose Junkie XL for this. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm not saying that Junkie XL isn't talented and like, doesn't know what they're doing, but comparatively to Bear McCreary, who did King of the Monsters, it was a less impactful and heavy, like, soundtrack. It's not what I expected to see or like, or hear, I guess, when I watch yeah. this movie. It, yeah. it works, sure, but it's not, like, as impactful as I feel like they could have gone. Yeah. So that was like a little bit of a detractor for me, mm-hmm. but overall the visuals, the action, the choreography—it's really fun. Um, the human characters 
are like everyone complains about these films like why do i have like half our human characters like why do i care about them i just want to see the big monsters fight and they could have like this movie is under two hours long yeah they could have added a whole like uh 33 minutes to this film of just human stuff but they didn't need to like it did it (laughs) wouldn't have added anything to the movie other than more plot and this movie does not need any more plot than it has it was like cropped and like cut clean edited very well to make it make the most sense and say that like make it the most concise it's really interesting because literally every single time for all the other movies is the complaint is why is there so much of the human characters okay so they make godzilla versus kong and there's very little of the human characters and people still complain so i don't know what they want yeah they just don't want these movies they just want to watch the original ones and it's like Okay, so then the don't watch these movies. Like, <laughs> I I actually watched the um, the uh, original Kong versus Godzilla, nineteen sixty two. Yeah, the nineteen sixty two King Kong versus Godzilla. That's just like two guys in a suit, like in suits, just like going at each other, mm-hmm. and like on these like miniature sets, and it's just like bad. Well, like it's just really and, bad. And the original, I think one, it's just different. I, I I'm sorry, but like in the original one, they have like hours worth of just people like they fill up the runtime with just these guys just like pointing at maps and being like now skull island is actually a cuneiform thing and it's just stuff that you're like okay was the other option putting in paint drying like as (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really it's really dumb uh like watching the fight which is like only 16 minutes or something ridiculous like total in the original like they reference all that stuff over over all like the fights and stuff in um godzilla versus kong yeah Mm -hmm. and they choose to really humanize kong yeah oh yeah like they they make kong the protagonist in this film 100 percent. they they really want you to empathize with him and godzilla is like even in king of the monsters he's really never portrayed that way ever he's always portrayed as a force of nature i i feel like like nothing yeah i'll go on that i i i I was just gonna say i feel like they i I would guess that's they're going for like kind of making him this unknowable kind of like deity in the monster verse that like we we can kind of sympathize with but at the same time he's like this power that we're not going to be able to go with and then kong is just kind of this lonely demigod i guess yeah i think it's just uh humans are very simple where (laughs) i can relate to the big monkey because i too look into his eyes and he has (laughs) his hands maybe i am the big monkey he's not a giant uh, godzilla also has thumbs by the way Godzilla, I don't know who looks at Godzilla and is like, I relate to that giant lizard. <laughs> you know me, giant lizard person totally relates to giant lizard. I mean, but, yeah, I think I they could potentially uh, do that oh, with Godzilla, sure. but they definitely don't want to. Yeah. I don't think for they sure. should. I, I, I don't think I want them to either. I prefer that Godzilla is this force of nature, mm-hmm. and I liked that Kong was the underdog, because on paper, if you look at their stats, why would a, like a giant monkey like be any anything compared to this giant 
scaled lizard. He has this giant. He has a pre like prehensile tail, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He has this atomic breath. Mm-hmm. He has claws. Like he's a hundred feet taller than Kong. Like no. He's like, like he weighs into nuclear blasts. Yeah, <laughs> he weighs like two or three times as much as Kong. Like his like Kong, skin is armored essentially. Yeah, Kong had no shot in this like in this fight, and he still st- stood his ground and he improvised like mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And I think that is really believable. Even in the first one, Kong like loses the first round, yeah. and he has to get like, oh, like, like I think lightning strikes him, and he comes back to life. Which yeah. they do a similar thing in in this film, where Kong is basically dying, but they like revive him, and mm-hmm. he comes back in. Yeah, they do like a but, impromptu, impromptu like kind of CPR, not CPR, defibrillation. Yeah to him yeah 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 and like i like i pretty much liked uh the majority of the human characters um you we get introduced to these like so there's like there's like two different human teams basically yeah there's, there's like the kong the, team and the godzilla team <laughs> yeah really so the is. kong team has has like um this like this girl who has this like relationship with uh, with Kong, like they're uh, they're she connected because, to the island that yeah, the yeah. Skull Island. Basically, they're she's the last of her tribe, the Iwi tribe, which was uh, like shown in um, Skull Kong, Island, like Kong Skull Island, mm-hmm. and she's the last of the tribe. She is deaf, and so she knows sign language, and she apparently at some point. Uh, taught Kong to sign, yeah, which is like a huge deal, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then there's the head scientist lady, who she's like, um, she's like a trope character, basically. She doesn't yeah. do very much other than is the adult, like in in between mm-hmm. between the the guy scientist character and the uh young girl, which kind of sucks. But she's like a Kong advocate. She like, yeah, she's always doing. Yeah. She even though she knows she has to do this like tough like thing for the greater good of like humanity or whatever she still does it what is in like the best interest for kong and yeah. the and the young girl and i think that is really cool yeah. like they don't mm-hmm. usually have like those cool adult characters usually they're just like mostly evil yeah, or they're... it's portrayed as like the big company is good mm-hmm. just because we say so yeah. the, um, or it's like the the military character that is either like we need to destroy this or it's we need to use this power uh, it's like yeah which brings me back to that scene in Sco- uh, kong skull island where that guy's about to sacrifice himself so he like oh yeah the grenades to the skull crawler that scene is so funny that scene that everybody called stupid but literally they just don't understand that the guy yeah. is supposed to be a fucking idiot yeah, it's yeah about... that guy is supposed to represent like macho man like yeah they're supposed uh, to represent the people who think that seems it, stupid it's supposed yeah. to be absurdly darkly comedic in how yeah i mean it's it's like yeah you're not up against like these typical movie monsters they're smarter yeah, yeah. um and that's like really cool yeah. it adds like a lot of lore but anyway there, back on track there's a lot of uh i'm sorry just last point with that just yeah there's to your point there there is a lot of like kind of lore put into not exposition but just like kind of details in this universe that are just yeah oh, yeah. the subtext 
the subtext in all of the scenes are like really loaded and that's like mm-hmm. important it visual the way that they, they visually communicated that the the uh young girl was deaf without like telling us basically like outright yeah that she was deaf when they introduced her yeah um was like they went in on her ear as like as the, the sound, sound muted kind of out mm-hmm. yeah and they used that like that visual and audio cue at like multiple times in the film mm-hmm. so that she, she like can help and they they do it in a in a way that's more effective than it's just like yes i've been working with this deaf girl who uh kong protects or has mm-hmm. a relationship with in some yeah. way it's like oh thanks guys but yeah um yeah so they uh they have the journey to the center of the earth team where they kidnap kong and they take him into the middle of the ocean godzilla's pissed um, and they have Godzilla team, which is uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character, um, and some her friend who has a brother who has a storm tracker van, and he is Australian apparently. <laughs> like they're in Pensacola, Florida. Florida. They're not in Florida. They're somewhere near Florida though, because they road trip to Florida. But they were somewhere with palm trees. Well, I think so they sense. were in Pensacola, right? Because they she went to that uh relief camp with her dad after yeah. godzilla attacked apex and that was okay. like after she got out of school so i'm pretty sure they lived like in florida yeah all right okay, okay. And so I, they were in florida and i'm guessing like kind of it might be something that i'm really overthinking with this but it could be the fact that like kind of i don't know maybe australia doesn't survive in this universe that a bunch of <laughs> dang yeah i mean Australia has miniature kaijus already, so it's like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Australia gets messed up in, like, all these kaiju movies. I don't really know why. I guess they're just out there. That's kind of, that kind of sucks. Like, even in Pacific Rim, it's, it really is tough. It's, it's, uh, it's, like, uh, it's like displaying, like, uh, Australians could survive anything except Godzilla. I don't know. In Pacific Rim, they do a pretty good job, so. Yeah. I don't know. They, anyway, you know what uh, I was yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Godzilla yeah, so they, too. so she has this friend who is like a vehicle. Like basically, <laughs> this kid is just the the butt of a joke for like the whole movie, and he is literally a a vehicle for Millie Bobby Brown to get to this conspiracy theorist podcast guy, which. There's like some plot holes with his character, but it's so dumb and funny that mm-hmm. it's okay. Like it's yeah. excusable. Yeah, Brian Tyree like, Henry from uh, Atlanta plays this yeah. character super well. I like really enjoy his character. Like genuinely funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy theory podcast guy who uh, believes in like <laughs> like every single uh, stupid conspiracy theory that you've heard throughout your life, basically. And how it's all related to the kaiju and Apex mm-hmm. and uh, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was, like, a delightful character. If not over the top, obviously, as a premise, mm-hmm. but, like, very good. Like, yeah, played 100%. extremely well. Um, it never got old, basically. Um, yeah, but I think Millie Bobby Brown's character was the worst in this whole film. Like, she 
was just like, yeah, I totally believe all this conspiracy stuff. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, I'm just going to go along with this guy. And then also my friend who is here along for the ride because I needed his car. And now he's trapped here mm-hmm. with me. And he's the only, he's a straight man in this whole like thing. Yeah. And then uh, they are uh, magically teleported basically to Hong Kong where they need to get to so that they can. Uh, they can stop the thing and reveal can stop to Mecha the, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, they are. They reveal to the audience that Mecha Godzilla is why Godzilla is being all angry. That it's made from Ghidorah's uh, like severed heads or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, that Apex is in the wrong, and so it's this literal vehicle. The movie opens up with the uh, conspiracy theory guy character. He is a like a master hacker programmer because he's able to hack the files and make a program to like to like code break into apex's security like programs and files they don't use that for <laughs> the end of the film where they try to hack uh Me- mecha godzilla satellite link i didn't put instead, that together until just now oh my god <laughs> instead they have this high school kid who has some like web design experience or whatever they say and they're like mm-hmm. yeah i could totally find out what the password is to this like program oh but i can't figure it out so i'm gonna take this alcohol this MacGuffin that you've had the whole time and pour it into the computer and that will that will give uh kong enough, just enough time to fight back yeah, I was I was uh, wondering what you meant by the plot holes, and I was like, oh, I don't know what it. Uh, it oh, yeah, that really. Well, that's, that's, like <laughs> that's a big one. At the beginning of the movie, he is talking to that guy, his like security guard, his quote unquote friend or whatever, the guy that he knows about him. But I think it's not really explained well. But essentially, he like awkward's that guy out of the room so that yeah. he can sit on his like computer which has already accessed the network right like the guy logged in yeah um and then to which he downloads whatever files that he needs i mean mm-hmm. they didn't really like explain that okay. but i think like I, I think they showed a visual of it like once he plugged it in it was like yeah like access something but i think the point of it is that it was already like logged into the network essentially yeah yeah <laughs> so there were kind of like, like yeah down. And like he has guess, the tool, his like switch blade yeah. USB thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm just like yeah. trying to to nitpick. No, it I get it, I, but at I the really like at the it. end of the day, it is kind of like weird. Yeah, it's uh, so yeah. dumb. It's like so dumb, but it's like fine. Mm-hmm. I don't care really. I don't really care all that much, but it, like it's, talking about it out loud, it yeah. sounds so much dumber than it actually yeah, is. Yeah, this yeah. So. The, the truth is like it, it's it's not. Uh, it, as you said in the past, it's not like a masterpiece of writing, but it's everything it needs to be. And yes, yeah. it's fine. It's like totally fine. I am happy with it. Like I might complain about it, but that's because I really enjoyed the film. So I'm just like yeah. looking for things yeah. to complain about. So that way, I'm it's surprised not just us. that uh, Millie Bobby Brown's dad in the movie didn't have like just a heart attack from being <laughs> just so stressed out by everything and everyone. <laughs> That guy's like on the verge of tears. He looks like he's about <laughs> yeah. to cry in every scene oh, that he shows up. Yeah. And he shows up in three scenes mm-hmm. and maybe has like five lines total. And 
he like if we're supposed to remember this guy from a previous movie i didn't i was like who the heck is that guy <laughs> like it's millie bobby brown so i recognize her because she's like has like mm-hmm. she has a big acting career yeah. but that guy totally didn't remember him and i was like oh i guess that's that guy from that previous movie yeah huh i oh that's her dad oh okay i guess that's and true. lance reddick is in the uh title sequence like his name shows up <laughs> very in that one obviously scene where and he's really one scene where he's like oh shit godzilla's here yeah essentially literally it's that's funny. it i would love i really it. wanted to see more of the monarch team yeah but, you know i i would love it if his character was uh like uh what is it it's lloyd bridge's character from airplane and every time we cut to him he's just like i picked the wrong day to quit smoking and it was like, <laughs> I picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue. And mm. just... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so that, like, the dad character, he looks like he's about to cry in every scene, and he's, like, really worried about his daughter, but also uh, he's, like, busy with this monster's rampage across the planet. <laughs> yeah. Literally a force of nature he can't do anything about, and he's just like, uh, it's my job to do the thing, uh-oh. <laughs> like, uh... Oh no! Oh, they're fighting. Yeah, I guess he's like uh, in charge of like the Titan Relief program yeah. or whatever that tries to help people yeah. not die. <laughs> and these monsters are just fucking everything up. So yeah, his uh, yeah. job's pretty difficult. Hey, Hong Kong's gone, dude. Uh, in that film, mm-hmm. like okay, so uh, the Hollow Earth thing, like, Kong gets to the Hollow Earth, he gets the axe that he needs to hit Godzilla and Mechagodzilla, uh, he fights, um, he fights, there's, like, a bunch of other stuff going on, but, like, uh, he fights Godzilla, like, the first time on the water, he comes out of it barely alive, Godzilla, like, was gonna drown him, drag him down, kill him, uh, the second time they fight, Kong gets the upper hand, because of now he has the axe and he's on like land basically he's learned some stuff uh he's he's come prepared he's improvising the third bout godzilla um has learned a few things himself and he takes kong down and he dislocates, dislocates his, his arm yeah. His yeah. basically uh <laughs> he plays like, super yeah he plays Fox super dirty he just like starts like just putting his weight into him and yeah so and then that's that and like Kong, Kong, he does not kill Kong because yeah. he's like, I have dominated you. You are not worth killing, basically. Um, and Kong's still resistant, but they they both are like, yeah, you're about to die, dude. Yeah. Uh, then Godzilla goes up against Mecha Godzilla, which is out of control, and uh, Godzilla gets uh, smashed around. Like Godzilla seems to be like no match for mecha godzilla yeah it's just like like the mirror match thing yeah. but i like that i like this mirror match um i usually don't like the mirror matches like especially in like the marvel movies and like other properties where yeah. they just literally do different version like different like evil version of same character this one for me it wasn't not just like evil version of mm-hmm. godzilla like mecha godzilla it was god's like godzilla uh, Ghidorah hybrid, yeah, basically with technology. That's interesting. That's more interesting to me, um, and has a lot more weight to it. I think, yeah. Um, and so it's just like Godzilla, but upgrade in every way. And it's his like and, worst enemy's mind controlling it. So yes, 
Yeah, and so Godzilla can't keep up, basically. And so Kong, after being revived and convinced that Godzilla is not an enemy and needs help, they both fight, and through the like the power of uh, friendship. Godzilla's beam, and uh, I wouldn't say friendship. I know, they work together. They work together. They uh, they charge up the axe, and Kong kills Mechagodzilla after dismembering Mechagodzilla. Yeah, for real. and you get this um, beautiful image of him holding up Mechagodzilla's head. Yeah, um. and so. Uh, basically, the film ends with uh, Kong looking like, please, for the love of God, I just want to go retire on my beach house. Like, let me go, dude. <laughs> Godzilla's like, yeah, we're not friends, and don't call me, but we're cool for now, dude. Let's check your eye, man. Yeah, he's, he's like, stay out of upper earth going to inner yeah, he's, earth. Yeah, he's definitely like, he's definitely not like, you're all right. He's like, I still don't like you. Don't show up. Don't like. Don't let's not cross paths again. And goes and sinks into the ocean. Yeah. If and then it plays like a uh, like uh, a song. And Kong's yeah. like in in the uh, Hollow Earth, and he's just like the king, uh, the king of Hollow Earth. Yeah. Yep. Which yeah. I would I would love to see a continuation of that. Uh, yeah. So this was supposed to be the end of the MonsterVerse, yeah. which the, the it's because the uh, the feature deal that Toho and uh, what legendary signed yeah was for what four godzilla or yeah it was, yeah it was supposed to be yeah it expired in 2020 yeah so based on the success of this film which is the highest grossing uh opening like domestic box office of around 50 million dollars mm-hmm. i believe are the numbers um it's super promising that uh they could sign another deal like yeah like in the past it could be said that they did not respect godzilla as a property or a character in the u.s and the hollywood and blah 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 but i would say that the 2014 and on iteration of this of this character in this hollywood franchise Mm. is very respectful to the source material and the character and the intent of that character yeah Um, they keep bringing in directors who just kind of progressively more and more just have more and more respect for this and yeah it's almost like if uh if people like what they what they're working on that they will do it justice you know yeah aside from uh zack snyder's justice league yeah you you know it's just you know what fuck comics that guy has the right vision <laughs> for something called Justice League. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's great. I hope they do more. I don't really know what a sequel to like a Kong sequel, like what a Kong three would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind but, of uncharted territory. Like Son of Kong. Like, where oh, let's not do Kong that. No, where would like Mi- Mrs. Kong come from? <laughs> I'm okay with the extended family of Kong not being in here. Uh, but they could... Yeah, I mean, Kong was, like, portrayed as Clint Eastwood in this film, yeah. and I think that he's gonna even be, like, it's gonna be straight, like, it's gonna be Kong El Torino in the mm-hmm. next one. Oh, man. I, that's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of happy how it ended, but I want to see it go forward, but I also don't want to see Kong die again, but I do want to see the Well, I mean... Don't worry, he won't have his his Jesus moment um, <laughs> in the next one. He 
he uh he'll just he'll just like Godzilla will call him on his cell phone and be like, Hey Kong, I actually need you to help with space Godzilla. Um <laughs> so we gotta we gotta pilot the new yeah. uh, kaiju mixers that we got made for us. Oh the human uh the humans make a big spacesuit for Kong, essentially. Oh, it's just man, like normal yeah. human spacesuit, but just really big. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh man. No, they they make him his own mech that he has to go into. So he goes into Mecha Con. And uh Yeah. So you know. That'd be fine. I'd be very happy with that if they made a uh a Jaeger for Godzilla and Kong to drift together. <laughs> <laughs> they what All was it? Right. What uh a last note for the I'm sorry, but like Guillermo del Toro said he would very much like the Pacific Rim to be part of the Monsterverse. So. That'd be so rad. But it would also have to be like the future. Yeah, it would have to be <laughs> like we start setting up. Ugh, sorry, my voice. Um, yeah, we'd have to start setting up little bits and pieces indicating that the future leads to that. But We have our own kaiju that are on our side this time. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, how cool would it be to see Kong, Godzilla, and uh, Jaeger punch uh, other kaiju? I would. That'd be sick like that'd be so rad i think that's the natural evolution we're leading to like they like pacific rim 3 is just like we gotta wake up the old guys so then they like go underwater they find godzilla it's it's the whole like what if we had kaiju of our own (laughs) yeah we do we do the you son of a bitch i'm in and then they like the mecha like just shakes hands with godzilla jeez all right, that was episode 46. Uh, we went long again, yeah. didn't we? I hope you guys... Yes, we did two hours, uh, <laughs> our second longest episode. But don't worry, it's still less... Uh, it's over the runtime of Kong, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Less uh, less than the runtime of uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. So, Anyway, my name True. is Blaze. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Aaron and Rob will hopefully be back with us next week. Yeah. And another exciting episode. Uh, this was uh, the sandwich moment. <laughs> Catch you next time. All right, episode's over.